We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. John chapter 10, verse 10. Now, I call this the dividing line of the Bible. I mean, you can just go anywhere from here. I mean, (laughs) John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief cometh not but for. Now, I want us to take this verse literally, take it apart, and see Jesus what his attitude is concerning Satan and the thief. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about developing the attitude of Jesus. You know, quite often you hear people say something, you know, I'll teach something out of the Word of God, and somebody will come up and say, well, now, Brother Caps, here's the way I believe that. I said, well, but here's what the Word says. Well, I know it, but here's the way I believe it. Well, now, see, they had a better idea, they thought. But we need to develop the same attitude that Jesus has concerning these things. Now, whether you realize it or not, Jesus had just a little better insight into these things than we do. (laughs) And we can stand off and say, well, you know, I just don't believe that and just walk on in darkness and stumble and fall. And the Bible says, He that walketh in darkness knoweth not at what he stumbleth. But the entrance of the word will bring light. The way this is stated, I believe the Holy Spirit designed it this way, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Three things that Satan came to do. Steal, kill, and destroy God's creation, your finances, your health, whatever it is that God has given you, Satan has come to steal it, to kill it, and destroy it. Now, in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, you find that when God created Adam and put him in the garden, that Satan appeared in the garden. He was already a fallen being. He had already been cast out of heaven. He was a loser from the beginning there in the Garden of Eden. But you see, he talked mankind into bowing their knee to him and turning their authority over to him. And Satan caused Adam and Eve to become subordinate to him. They bowed their knee to Satan. And here Jesus is giving us some insight into it. The reason Satan came was to steal, to kill, and to destroy God's creation. Now, contrary to what some religious people think, Satan did not come to be an unwilling servant of God. And I've heard this. I've heard it on television. A certain individual said it. They said that Satan is just an unwilling servant of God. In other words, what they were portraying in that sermon was that the troubles and problems that come to you in life is sent to you by God so that it will make you more like Jesus. And it's Satan that really may cause it, but you see, he's doing it because he's working for God. Now, you've got to be kidding. I mean, you know, you wonder how a fellow like that, when he gets up in the morning, how he finds the floor. God and the devil are not teamed up together. 
He's an enemy of God. He's an enemy of mankind. And Jesus said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Only three reasons. He did not say that Satan comes or the thief comes to make you more like Jesus, to put you in stress and trial so that the goodness of God will work its way out of you and make you have more faith. No. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, Jesus is very blunt about that. And this is the attitude of Jesus concerning Satan. He has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy you from the face of this earth because you are God's creation. But listen to the words of Jesus in the rest of this verse where Jesus says, I am come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. Thank God that he came that we might have the abundant life. How many of you believe that Jesus wants us to have the abundant life? No, Jesus didn't come that we might have trials in them more profoundly, that we might have troubles in them more often, that we might have worry and lack in this life. He came that we might live the abundant life and overcome the thief that came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There's an attitude of Jesus that I want us to look into concerning Satan. If you would, go with me to Luke's gospel, the 13th chapter. And listen to what Jesus says here, beginning with verse 1, Luke chapter 13, verse 1. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering and said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? See, you have people sometimes that have the idea that, well, this great tragedy happened to them because they were such great sinners. Listen to what Jesus said. I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now, did you get a hold of that? In other words, Satan is out to destroy you and to do you in. Every person that is not under the blood of Jesus, that have not been born again, are subject to the wiles of the devil and have no protection against him. He said, do you suppose that these were greater sinners than other people? No. He said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. In other words, Satan is out to destroy. And if you don't have a hedge about you, Satan's going to destroy you. And just because you're working for him doesn't mean that he's going to have mercy on you. He's going to pay everyone off that works for him with death and destruction. That's his plan. He has come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Notice verse 4. Are those 18 upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Now, this is the attitude that Jesus had concerning Satan and what Satan would do to an individual. He's out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And it makes him no difference 
whether they're working for him or working for God or whatever, if he can get to them, he's going to destroy lives. You see so many people in the earth today that they say, well, I just wonder if there is a God in the earth because if there was a God, surely he wouldn't allow all the wars and the fighting and the killing and the terrorist bombing and all of the children being crippled and born blind and all of that. It must be that there's just not a God. And see, there's a lot of agnostics today because they can't understand how all of these things go on in the earth if there is a God. And then... The religious world comes along and tries to explain it and gets it so messed up till nobody would understand it. Thank God they don't understand it. Because, you see, I'd rather be an agnostic or an atheist too than to believe some of the things that the religious world believes. That God causes little children to be born crippled. And that it's God's will that this one be born blind or that this mother lose her little child that the Lord knows best, they'll say. If you've ever been to one funeral outside of a word funeral, you've probably heard what Job said, quoted, The Lord hath given, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, it's true that Job said that, but it just simply wasn't the truth. It was rightly stated. That's what Job said. But Job was deceived. It wasn't the Lord that took away. I saw a bumper sticker the other day that was more accurate than that. It says, the Lord hath given and Uncle Sam has taken away. <laughs> so what we need to recognize is the fact that Jesus had some insight that we don't have into Satan and his workings. That he's not out to make you more like Jesus. He's not out putting just a little pressure on you so you'll dig in there and be more like Jesus. He's out to trip you up and destroy you. And if you're not born again, you're in double trouble because you have no protection. I mean, he'll kill his own in a minute. And what we need to realize is that God is on our side. I am come, Jesus says, that you might have life. How many of you want life? How many of you want it more abundantly? Then Jesus said, I am come that you might have that more abundant life. Thank God. That's good news, isn't it? Amen. Jesus had some insight into Satan and what he had come to do. But you see, sometimes religious people think they have a better idea. And because it'll cause them to be able to have a pity party and think that, well, I don't know why God has put this on me. Then they can lay down and have a pity party and feel sorry for themselves. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus has come, that you might have life, not sickness, not disease, not cancer. You might have life and have it more abundantly. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed as we've taught on the subject of developing the attitudes of Jesus. Now, before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you all of this week that our CD offer will be CD offer number 7231. It's entitled, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19.00. The Apostle Paul gives us some insight in 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, verse 12. Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. 
Well, we know that eternal life is in Christ Jesus. You know, John said it this way. God has given unto us eternal life. That life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son hath not life. Now, you know, you just can't get it any more accurate than that. Now, here Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Well, what kind of fight is a good fight? Well, it's a faith fight. That's the good fight. It is faith. Because if you're fighting any other fight, you're on a losing battle. I can tell you, I hear people saying they're going to fight the devil. Well, they're going to lose because you're no match for the devil. If you're going to fight the good fight of faith, you're going to have to take by faith what Jesus has already done on your behalf, and nobody can overcome what Jesus has done. Not the devil, not the fallen angels, not principalities or powers. There is no one that can overcome what Jesus has done for us, and that's already settled. You fight the good fight of faith. You know, somebody said, well, so-and-so just didn't have enough faith. Well, that was the symptom. The problem was they didn't have enough of the Word of God in them because God's Word is filled with faith. And if the Word of God abides in you, then faith is there. And Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done. That's offer number 7231, Fighting the Good Fight of Faith. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.